we started coming into the new year we started talking on new and uh, I really came into the new year with a phrase you know what um, embrace the new that you already have and like uh, I say that because many times people are always looking for something new but they overlook the things that we do have and thank God for what we do have what we already have in God and out of that then new things come and really what we are going to be getting down to is looking at you know our identity in Christ Jesus which we've hit on some of it so we have but I started off with talking about you know what the things of God they're ever new they never they never lose their their newness they don't go out of fashion don't go out of date um, and that's the way it'll be for, for all of eternity when we're with God. It's going to be ever new. You know, being with Jesus will never be boring. Never. And you'll never have even the thought of, of a, a boring thought being in his presence. Because being with him, it'll be ever new. And everything that we experience in eternity, it'll be ever new. Will not it'll not lose its, um, its freshness, in other words. Um, we've looked at the new birth to a degree and that there's no improvement on the new birth. And that's really what we're, we're going to be stemming out of looking at this. Um, we looked at our new identity. Praise God that um, we've seen that we're no longer in Adam, that we're in Christ. And then we looked at, like basically we have new DNA spiritually. Now we don't have Adam's DNA of sin, praise God. We have Jesus' DNA of righteousness. And we have been identified now, and we are identified in Jesus Christ. And we looked at that as a, it's a baptism, where we were actually baptized into Christ. Just like if you took a white t-shirt and you put it in a bucket of um, purple dye, you know what, when you put that into that dye, that t-shirt is not going to be white ever again. You, you can't get that dye out of it because it has been immersed into it. It's in every fiber of that of that t-shirt. And I'll tell you, there's not even a trace of Adam in a believer. Now, for the unsaved, there's still a sinner in need of a savior. But when you receive Jesus, you have been baptized by the Holy Ghost into Christ. You've been immersed in Christ. That means you, you, there's been a total change and transformation that has taken place in our spirit, man. To where I'm telling you, there's not even a, a, a fiber of sin in your spirit, man. There's not even a trace of Adam in your spirit, man. I'm telling you, you're, you, you've been immersed into Christ. You have the same substance that Jesus has. So the same um, life that he has in his, in his spirit is the same life that you have in your spirit. That's... that's, that's massive thinking but that's identity and when you get a hold of identity it'll change your life forever now what I'm going to look at this evening is I'm going to look at this new image that we have and um, we're, going to, we're going to see about looking in the word of God and seeing what the word says about us you know, in, in that old film years ago, you had uh, Snow White, you, you had the evil queen who would go to the mirror and say, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the first of them all? And, you know, one of the times then said, it was Snow White. <laughs> she wasn't too pleased about that. But you know what, that's a famous thing to do with a mirror. But you know what a mirror, what a mirror does is a, is a mirror reveals. And that's what it does. And we're going to look at the Word of God tonight, because the Word of God is our mirror, Okay. And you know what, that's what a mirror does, it can reveal, it, well, it does, that's what it does, it reveals to you, it reveals stuff to you. Um, you know what, you look in the mirror in the middle of the night, you make it a fright, you know. <laughs> it's not, you're not at your best, but all a mirror does is reveal the present condition. That's what it does. Um, a mirror reveals who you are, really who you are 
um, naturally. That's what it does. So, it, it, you know, it reveals your present condition. It reveals who you are naturally. That's why, you know, that mirror, it, is cha- it changes over the years. You know what, when you're right from your young to your older. You know what, um, Alexis got a room done up there a, a while ago. But when she was a wee girl, we had a mirror in her room that was right down at the height. And you know what, she outgrew it then, you know what I mean, she was away above it. But I always loved it. I used to keep her going and say, keep it there, I like it there, because it reminds me of being a wee girl, but she wandered out. But anyway, but, but you know what, she's looking at it from she's a wee girl, but you know what, you don't see it. Sometimes you're changing daily as you're looking in the mirror. And then, you know what, but all it does is gives a true reflection. So if you have your hair done a certain way, it shows it. If you've got a suntan, it shows it. And that's what it does. That's what a mirror does. It shows you who you are naturally, okay? Or you could look at things like the same kind of thing, photographs, different things, do the same things, okay? The thing about the mirror, or a natural mirror, a natural mirror always changes, okay? When you look at a natural mirror, it changes the image. It's going to be different as the years go on. Because that's what it does, it's a changing mirror. Now, it's not, it doesn't lie, it's just giving you a reflection. It changes as you change. It's like, you know, if you go to a beauty place, or if you go to hairdressers, what are they sat you in front of? A mirror. You know, and they're cutting until you're happy with what you see. So they'll work on you until they, they get you the way that they want you. I often think some of these beauty places, they have a mirror sponsored by Tango, okay? <laughs> Come out orange, <laughs> umpa lumpa. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, I've I seen a, um, one of these videos one time. Do you know people like, you know, that are, uh, uh, maybe have extreme dress sense or maybe they've been goths or something like that where they're, they're, they've just had an, an, ex, uh, uh, an extremity of their style. And then, uh, do you ever see these videos where people give them a complete makeover? Where they'll do their hair and um, you know what, they'll do makeup and different things. And they don't show, let them see who they are. And then, you know what, they, they stand them in front of a mirror and, and they, you know what, and, and they unveil it. And you know what, some of them can't believe, you know what, that it's them. But they know it is, it, it is them because the mirror is not telling lies. But they're just blown away. Um, and, and that's what a mirror does. You know what people say, I can't believe that's me. And, and really that's the same attitude when you come to the Word of God. Sometimes when, when you've maybe had a tough life or, or you've had a hard upbringing or you, you know what, you, you had a lot of failures in life or a lot of discouragement in life. And then somebody starts preaching what the Word of God says. Some people say, I can't, I can't take that. But you know, the Word of God's not lying. And it is a mirror. So praise God, if you want to see what you really look like, you, are, you know, you do go to a mirror. You know, here's, here's another thing. You know what, many of us, we don't even really, we don't even, we've never seen ourselves, just put it that way. You've never seen yourself with your own eyes. As in like, out here. Yeah. Look at it. I can see you as you can see me, but you can't see yourself. But what do you trust? You trust photographs. You trust the mirror. You know, it's like if somebody gives you a photograph, why is it everybody's looking for themselves? You know, you're always looking for yourself in a photograph. So I heard somebody say one time, there I am. Yeah, we know that you. <laughs> we can all see it. But you know, this is just something we do. We look. But none of us have ever seen ourselves in the face. You see a reflection and you trust it because you trust that that is right. Okay. <laughs> now, a spiritual mirror is different. 
The spiritual mirror is the Word of God. And it reveals, it reveals to someone who isn't saved who they are. But it also reveals to us who are believers, it reveals who now we are as well. Here's the thing about a spiritual mirror. A spiritual mirror, the image never changes. See, a natural mirror changes as you change. The spiritual mirror tells you the same thing no matter how you feel. No matter your present condition, no matter how much money you have in the bank, all of them things, the Word of God is still going to tell you the same thing. You can be broke and it'll tell you you're blessed. Amen. You can be sick, it'll tell you you're the well, you're healed. You can feel rubbish, it'll tell you that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can feel this week and it'll still tell you that you're holy and blameless in Christ Jesus. Because it tells you who you are spiritually because it is a spiritual mirror. So we change to suit it. Amen. The natural mirror, it's always changing because we're always changing. But the Bible has been saying the same thing. Praise God from it has been put down in paper. And thank God that it does. We need a constant in life. We need something that we can go to that never changes. That we can go to and it, it, it ministers to us. Amen. Let me just put this wee image up here for a second. Because I like how we image there. I keep that in my notes. I've used it for several things over the years. Yeah, which one? There's <laughs> 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 <Was> a <it> muscles. <laughs> Um, but you know what that's, that's what it's like you see like you know you, you, when you um, look in a natural mirror you see the physical that's what you see and you know what you can live by your physical or else you can look in the word of God and you can live by it we still live in a, in a natural body but you know what really when you look in the mirror you see who you are in Christ Jesus I know that's like a, an image of it's, it's an image that's used for dreaming it's an image that's used of, you know, that the caterpillar one day will be a butterfly, you know, to keep vision in front of you kind of a thing. But you know what, that's really what's on the inside. And you know what, for us as believers, you're a new creature in Christ. I don't care about your present condition. The Word of God is going to show you who you are in Christ Jesus. Every time you look in the mirror of God's Word, it is going to remind you of who you now are as a believer in Christ Jesus. That's what it's about as a believer. And being a believer is taking on our new identity. Taking on who we now are. We need to go to the mirror and take on the new image that we see. That's what we need to do as believers. The Word of God is going to give you an image. Now it's important for us. That image is always the same as in our condition of our spirit. But then we take that image and we need to then adopt that image into our lives. So that we start to think in line with who we now are in Christ Jesus. You see, uh, many Christians see themselves as a worm. Earthbound. But you know what? We need to see ourselves more like the, the, the butterfly to where we're free. And that's who we are in Christ Jesus. And but we ha for you to experience that in life, you have to change in here. Amen. Let me look over in um, John 6 for just for a second here. Let me just show you here the Word of God for a second. The Word of God is the only thing that can reveal who you are spiritually. 
Okay. In John 6 and verse 63, it says, It is the word that quicken, quickeneth the flesh prophets nothing. In this part here, the words that I speak unto you, what are they? They are spirit and they are life. The word of God is spirit. So the word of God is going to reveal to you spiritual things. Okay. It is, it's, it's a spiritual book. That's why it takes the Holy Ghost to reveal the Word of God to us. But the point that I'm just showing there, the Word of God is Spirit. Look in Hebrews for a second here. Hebrews 4 verse 12. And um, it says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. This Word of God is able to divide. It's what it's, it's bringing out here. It's sharp. So it can pierce even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. Talking about the, the, the body. And also like it's a discerner of the thoughts and even the intentions of the heart. The word of God is able to divide. It's sharp. It can penetrate. But one of the things the word of God can do. It can divide up your makeup as a, as a, as a human. We're a, a three part being. As we know we are spirit, soul and body. Or another way of saying it is you are a spirit. You have a soul which is your mind, your will and your emotions. And you live in a physical body. The real you is not this. That's not the real you. The real you is the one on the inside looking out. You are the spirit man on the inside. That's why when somebody dies, all death is a separation. It's just the body and the, and the spirit and the soul. The spirit and the soul go together. But the body separates so it leaves. Uh, your spirit can and, and does exist for anyone who's passed on without a body. Your spirit can exist without a body. And anyone who's, who has passed away, they are still alive. That's why Moses was dead. But he appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Now how, how's that? Because the spirit doesn't die. The real you is still alive. Everyone who's ever lived and passed on, they're still alive. They're just not alive here because their spirit has left their body. But the person is still in existence. Well, that's the real you, the person on the inside. But the point I'm making here is the Word of God is the only thing that can divide, split up, show you all of your makeup. So you may look in the mirror and you might like what you see. You might say, oh, I'm getting older, or do you know what, I don't like that hairstyle, or whatever, or, you know what, whatever. You know, you, 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 we change as we get older, and you might not like what you see, but that is not the real you. The real you is the person on the inside. Don't take your identity from what you see in a natural mirror. Take your identity from who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Word of God is the only thing that can do that. Let me look over in James here for a second as well. James 1. And look what it says here, but, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You know what, we're, we're deceived when we don't allow the word to change our lives. You know what, carrying the Bible doesn't change it. Amen. Just hearing the Bible alone doesn't change it. You know what I mean? You, you, there's a lot of people sitting here, the word, there's a lot of people can quote what the word says, but it ha it's not changing them. But you know what, the Word of God, you know what, it is, is meant to be put into action in our lives to where we take on what we see till it affects our very actions. 
But um, look, look in verse 23. It says, For if you be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his, look at that, natural face in a glass. A glass here is talking about a mirror. And what it's talking about here is someone who looks in the mirror and then verse 24 says, And he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Forgets about the condition. In other words, you know what it's like? It's like, it's like getting up in the morning and you know what? And you're just starting your day off and you went in, you looked, at the, you looked in the mirror, you seen everything that needed to change. Okay? You see the mess that's there. But you know what? You said, you know, I'm starving. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to get my breakfast. And then the next thing your alarm goes off and you realize, well, I need to get to work. And so you run out the door and you forget what you've seen earlier. You didn't do anything to change the condition. So you looked in the mirror, you've seen everything and you forgot about it. You went to work and everybody's looking at you strange and you're wondering why. And then you go past the reflection and you see yourself and then you realize, I didn't fix myself, I didn't fix my heart. Didn't you straight into the bathroom trying to fix yourself. That's what it's like. That's what it's saying. When you go to the Word of God and you see the Word, the Word's telling you what you know to, to stand on or what to speak or you know what, what to do in life. Or, you know, but you go, you see it, but then you forget about it. You know it's there, but it hasn't impacted your life. That's what it's saying. It's like someone that looks in a mirror, but they didn't do the action that they've seen. You see, a mirror reveals... And you can apply this many different ways. Like in faith, like you can apply it, you know what, you, you know, where um, you act on what the Word of God is saying in faith. You take the Word of God, you see it, you act on it, amen. You act on giving, you act on whatever it is, you act on your words, your confession, all of those kind of things. You act on it. You start acting that way. And that's important. But if you only hear it, it won't affect your life. You know, it, it's like knowing it, but you never put it into practice. That's what it's talking about there. But then in verse um, 25, it says, But whoso looks into, and it gives us the different mirror here, the perfect law of what? Liberty. This is the new covenant. Praise God. You know, we look into the new covenant, because the new covenant is the only thing that can reveal who you are in Christ Jesus. It's the only, it's the only thing that can reveal the new, the new covenant reveals um, who we are in Christ Jesus. The epistles reveal who we are in Christ. The new covenant was written to spiritually alive people. The old covenant was written to spiritually dead people. Praise God, we're alive in Christ Jesus. If you want to know who you are in Christ Jesus, you go to the epistles. And it's a perfect law of liberty. Amen. Thank God for the freedom that we have as believers. But look, it says, whoso looks. That word look there, it means to examine. That's what it means. It doesn't mean a glance. You'll never change from a glance. You'll never know who you are in Christ by a glance. You have to go and study it. You know, it's like an art. You can do two types of drawings, really. You can do, like, you know, man, there's many different types. But you, really, when it comes to pencil art, you can do sketching. Do you know what sketching is? It's rough. All you're doing is a rough outline. We used to have to do it. When I done art, they, they told us to have a sketch pad with you all the time. And to do five-minute drawings. Just five minutes. Flick it open. Sit in the house. Somebody's watching TV or stuff. Just start drawing them. And do it rough. So you're sketching. You're not really looking in depth. You're just sketching quickly. Then there's in-depth 
art to where you're looking at detail. Like I done a picture of my mom, done a picture of my dad, and I had to scan every detail. You know what I mean? I'm looking at every detail of their face. I'm looking at the eyes. I'm looking at everything. I'm, I'm, and, and depth, it's not a glance. It's in depth, looking for detail, every detail. You're looking at the shape of the teeth. You're looking at everything when you're drawing. Um, and when you draw like that, but sketching you're not. There's a lot of people who have a sketching, a sketch of who they are in Christ Jesus. Let me put it that way. And there's other people, they live out of who they are in Christ Jesus because they look at it in depth. They have taken on the identity of who God now says they are. Amen. It's real to them. In art, you, there's a statement that they always tell you, and that is draw what you see. Don't make it up. Go and look in depth. If you see the shape of the mouth, draw that. Don't just go and say, oh, I think I know. Yeah, they teach you to look. And you have to do a lot of looking when you do art. And um, you know what? You could look at it just with us, like in a natural mirror. How many of us really know what we look like? I guarantee you, I don't think probably any of us have really sat there and looked in depth. And know every detail of our face when we sat study in a mirror. I know I've never done that. I know myself because I look, I can see the reflection, but I've never looked in depth. Do you know what? That's what it means here. Don't glance, look, spend time. Don't rush. Amen. And it says continue. That means to remain, to stay beside it. And then it says, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. The word work there, it, it means the action. This man shall be blessed in his deeds, and that also means action. So you're, what you see if you put the Word of God into practice in your life, do you know what? You're going to be blessed in that. Amen? Now, we're talking here more about um, seeing the image of who we are in Christ Jesus. That's what I'm looking at here. So when you go to the Word of God, what are you going to see? You're going to see an image. And that image that you see is who you are now in Christ Jesus. We're not meant to glance at that. We're meant to sit and think about it, meditate. Meditate on the fact that you are free from sin in your spirit. I know we have a body, but that's not the real you. I'm not saying you ignore your body, but I believe that when you see who you are, you live out of identity. You live out of the image that you have on the inside. If you get a revelation of who you are, it'll change how you live. Christianity really is not about doing it's about being. Amen. You have to know who you are. You, you, like, it's like we're not human doings. As Andrew Womack would often say, we're not human doings. We're human what? Beings. You don't have to try to be a human being. You are one. Well, it's the same as a believer. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You don't have to try to be one. You just be who you are. Find out who you are and just be that. But it's all about finding out this image that who really are we as believers? Look over in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Gives the same illustration here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And in this whole chapter really what it's talking about is talking about the new covenant and the old covenant. And it separates the two. So when we know where we look as believers, we're to look into the new covenant for identity, okay? We need all of the Bible. We're not saying chuck the Bible out, amen? You need it all. But we, look at, we live this side of the cross. 
And that's where you're meant to pitch yourself, this side of the cross, that we're new creatures. Amen? Now, the, the old covenant, it brings, I'm not going to look through this chapter, but in the old covenant, it talks about it being a ministration of death, about a ministration of condemnation. It was written and engraved on stones. It had a glory, but that glory was done away in Christ Jesus. The old covenant was veiled, and it was bondage. That is all saying about about the old covenant, not the old covenant, it couldn't set us free. Only Jesus could. Mm. Now the new covenant here, it talks about it being life. The law kills, but the Spirit gives what? Life. It is an administration of righteousness. There is no condemnation. It is written on fleshly tables of our heart. It's a living thing. And it's unveiled. Which means that you can come and look straight into the image of Jesus and see who you really are. And it brings true liberty and it brings true freedom. Look, look what it says here, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with what? Open face. That means that where we can um, come and behold him continuously to where it is unveiled. You know, in the Old Testament, it's all types and shadows. The New Covenant, we see Jesus for who he is and what he won for us. And you can come there with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will start revealing to you the things of the new covenant. Now it says, um, what we behold as in a glass. Look at that again. It's talking about the word of God or the mirror of God's word. Look at that. The glory of the Lord are changed into what? The same image. That's a big one to swallow. Changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, the, a mirror reveals an image. What image does it reveal? Let me just put it this way. The mirror is going to show you who you are in Christ Jesus. It's going to reveal Jesus and show you in Christ. In other words, what we said last week, everything that Jesus got, we get. Amen. That's an image. Crucified with him, buried with him. But in identification also we were risen with him. We got new life. He's the firstborn of many brethren. That's us. We have the same life. It's hard to get your head around that. We have the same life. We have the same faith. We have his, his faith. That would change our lives if we really took a hold of who we are. We have his righteousness as a gift. Amen. Amen. And all of these things that the Bible lets us know, we're indwelt by the Spirit of God. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you go to the Word of God, you're going to see an image. See, we're being changed to that image, okay, in our lives, our daily lives, we're to take that on. But I want you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. That never changes. That is who you are. You are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's who you are. You have, there's an image. Praise God. You know, I was just looking at a couple of things. Just for, let me just talk these couple of things out here just for a second. Do you remember Jesus... Do you know, was asked that time about the tribute money and all. 
But you know what, in, in, in Matthew, it talks there about, you know what it says, who, it said whose image was on, on the coin. And it was Caesar's. You know, it was an image. It's just showing, there's it's an image. They knew exactly whose it was. And that's why Jesus said, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. In other words, that belonged to him. But let me tell you, we have his image. We belong to God's. You actually bear the image of, of Jesus in your spirit. Look at Romans 8. Just quickly here. Um, Romans 8 and verse 28 it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be what? Conformed to the image of his Son. That's amazing. These are amazing scriptures. Do you know in the new birth you have the image of Jesus on the inside of you? But people say, are you saying you're Jesus? No, we're not Jesus. But we come from Jesus. It's like we came from Adam. Now we come from the second or the last Adam as the Bible says. We come from Jesus. Just like we came from Adam in our, in our, even in our spiritual makeup, we came from Adam as sinners. Now we come, we, uh, we come from Jesus when we have his same life on the inside of us. Jesus was like the prototype and we came from him. He's the firstborn of many brethren. We have his image. As a believer, you don't have the image of Adam on the inside of you. You have the image of Jesus on the inside of you. And God has a plan for us to be totally conformed one day to the image of His Son. That takes a lot of thinking, a lot of meditation. Really, when you get into this, what are you getting into? You're getting into as He is, so are we in this world. Amen. That's what you're getting into. We're not in Adam. Look, in Adam we all fail from the glory of God. Jesus came to bring many sons back to glory, the Bible says. Not to heaven, to the glory that we are meant to have as a man. In actual fact, the glory that Jesus gives, gives us in the, in the future when all of our redemption is full, your spirit man is complete, that's complete your spirit part, done deal, sealed, praise God. But you still have a mind and you have a body. One day we're going to know him even as we are known. Think about that. And then we're going to have a new body one day. It's going to be absolutely amazing, our new body. Amen. That's where we're going. But the thing is, you already have the image of the new creature on the inside of you. The problem is, many times we don't think like that. Look at Colossians 3 and verse 10. It says, And have put on what? The new man which was renewed in knowledge after, look, the image of him that created him. The new man has the image of God on the inside of The image of Jesus, I should say, on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. New man, new image. Praise God. New thinking. You see, your spirit man is already renewed in knowledge. You have the mind of Christ in your spirit. We need to get the mind of Christ up here. Yeah. That's why we renew our mind. There's an, an, a whole image. Do you know, I, I, have, I have a cousin. He's a, he's a, a great fellow, so he is. 
He's a bit older than me. When we were younger, he moved to London whenever we were, like when I'd have been a teenager, young teenager, whatever, he moved to London. But we'd see him at Christmas all the time and throughout the year, but especially at Christmas. And every time he came home at Christmas, we used to love seeing him because he came in with a whole new image. No, because he lived in London. He'd have a new hairstyle. He'd have new fashion. It was like he came with a new wardrobe. Okay? But you know what? You know what? You, when you take on a new image, you take on a new way of thinking as well. To go with it, you actually take on a new thinking because you, you've changed your whole image. He never changed as a person. I'm not talking about that. But it just, he had a new image every time he'd say, oh, we used to love, wonder how he's going to come <laughs> this Christmas. Sometimes you'd have the hair out and slick back or spiked and no back in the day in the 80s or DM boots or long coats or you just have a different image every but he had a whole wardrobe. Do you know what? That's the way we're meant to be. We're, we're meant to take on the image of who we are in Christ Jesus. And there is a thinking that goes with the image of this new creature. Now, let me just show here just as well. First, First Corinthians 15, look in verse 47. Look at this here. For the first man, that was Adam, is off the earth, earthly. And the second man, this is talking about Jesus, is the Lord from heaven. Okay, and this is talking about our glorified body here. It says, as is the earthly, um, such are they also that are earthly. And it says, as is the heavenly, such are also they that are heavenly. Verse 49, and as we have, look at this, born the image of the earthly. Do you know what? We, we came from Adam, okay? And just naturally, even in our bodies, our bodies came from Adam. No, down the line. So we still have these earthly bodies. Thank God we now have a spirit that is born again. We don't have a spirit like Adam's. But look what it says here. As you have borne the, the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. One day in your body, you're going to have a glorified body and it's just going to be like Jesus' body. One day you'll have a mind and a body just like Jesus. You're going to have His image. For all of eternity. Hallelujah. You're going to know just like what belonged to Caesar. You're going to know what belonged to him. When you see us. Let me tell you all of the spiritual realm. Know we belong to God. We bear his image in our spirit. But one day we're going to bear the image of Jesus. Spirit, soul and body. Amen. <laughs> Where you look in the mirror. Jesus side by side. You know we are brethren. You know we belong together. We came. We're made up of the same substance. Wow. But you already have that image on the inside of you. That's what the mirror shows you. It shows you who you are. You may, be, you may struggle with this body. You may look at the body. Or you may have habits or addictions and all of those kind of things. But if you go to the mirror and see who you are in Christ Jesus, it's going to give you an image. And I have found this. What you look at and what you spend your time looking at, you start to conform to that image. You start to become like that image. It's like we would say with kids, don't hang around with them. Why? Because, you know, the old statement, show me your friends, I'll show you what you're like. Because you take on their habits, you, you become like, you talk like them. That's why, you know what, you, you, you want the best for your kids. You want them around certain company. 
because you know what you're exposed to it, it has an impact on you what you look at continually impacts your life well I'm telling you I believe your life changes by identity people many times say you know people of grace use her, use her into a liberal lifestyle I don't believe in having a liberal lifestyle I don't, I don't believe they say you, you just think sin is okay I don't believe sin is okay sin is deadly it destroys people's lives but I have found that you can preach really hard on sin and people don't change because all you're doing is telling them the problem but if you give people a whole new identity there's a whole new thinking that comes with it and you know what as you think you become yeah. you start seeing yourself as a new creature in Christ Jesus you stop letting sin rule in your life and have dominion in your life it starts falling off and let me tell you all of us have a body and a mind and you know what you, 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 you can struggle at times in an area but the answer is identity the answer is get an image of who you are in Christ Jesus that's how you begin to rule and reign through the abundance of grace and want the gift of righteousness. You have to see yourself as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Look, look here in, um, in, verse, uh, in chapter um, 4 of 2 Corinthians. Look at that. But we have this treasure in what? Earthen vessels. <laughs> that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Don't take your identity from the earthen pot. You may be in an earthen vessel, but that is not who you are. You are the one on the inside. Do you know what it was like? Do you remember the story of Gideon? Whenever he defeated the Midianites, and he had fire under a clay pot, and they smashed the clay pot, and do you know what? The fire came forth. And, um, and you know what? And God gave them a mighty victory where the, the enemy turned on themselves. That is showing an, uh, the clay pot and the fire on the inside. Let me tell you, you are not, the real you is not the clay. The real you is the one on the inside. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. So yes, we, have, we are natural. But there's something very supernatural on the inside of you. You are indwelt by the Holy Ghost. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You have Jesus' identity. You have Jesus' image. You have Jesus' DNA. Amen. You've been immersed into Christ. <laughs> Praise God. Then people say, I'm an old, unworthy sinner saved by grace. I love um, what do you call it? Somebody asked Kenneth Hagin one day and they said, Who do you think you are? And he said, How long do you have? <laughs> Who do you think you are? No, none of this is boasting in self. That's what the Bible lets us know. You know, it's not boasting. This is what Jesus done in us. That's why I showed you, you know, with um, in Romans there that we couldn't save ourselves. This is this is the gospel. This is the good news. Now, let me just finish here with, 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 and just call out these two verses here, and, and well, two portions quickly, and, and we'll close. In Ephesians 4, it starts off at the beginning of the chapter, well, at the, down in the chapter, verse 17. It starts showing, like, you know, who we were as Gentiles. Then in verse 20, it says, But you have not so learned Christ. 
Or you have not so learned Christ. This is not what you've learned now that you are in Christ Jesus. If so be that you have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to his deceitful lust. And look at that. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man. Now, if you keep reading there, I'm not going to do it this evening, but if you keep reading in chapter 4, you see whenever you put on the new man, the man how your life actually changes out here. And that's really what it's showing. We need, to, we need to be renewed in what? The spirit of our mind. What does that mean? The very attitude to where you start thinking like a new creature. You stop thinking sin. Start thinking that you're righteous. Start thinking, start thinking that you're an overcomer. Mm. Yeah, but look at all of my circumstances. That's not who you are. Your, your circumstances have nothing to do with who you are. But they'll change who you are. Outward, or change your circumstances if you take on who you are. You know, it changes everything. Romans 12. We'll finish here this evening. You see, that's what, that's what it's saying, put on the new man. Do you know what that means? Embrace it. Put it on. It takes guts to say what God says about you. It takes guts to believe God over your feelings, over your emotions, over your past, over all of them things, over your failures. It takes guts to say what God says. I remember the first time I said as the righteousness of God. Every sin scripture that I ever heard from a child came, came back to me. And they were all true. In Adam. Every one of them were true. Every single one. But if you're a new creature and old things pass away and all things become new. Well I know my body didn't change. I know my mind didn't change. I know my circumstances didn't change. When I got saved I had big curtains down to here. Two big hoop earrings. <laughs> you know, used to, used to wear caterpillar boots. Still wearing boots, but you know, used to wear caterpillar boots. Used to have these trendy coats and trendy t-shirts. Hundred quid a t-shirt. But we were cool. Nothing changed out here whenever I got saved. But old things passed away and all things became new. What passed away? Everything that I was in Adam. Gone. Amen. New identity in Christ Jesus. I didn't look any different. I didn't automatically become a genius. Nothing changed in my mind. Nothing changed in my body. But old things passed away and all things became new. What happened? I got a new identity. I became a new creature. I got new DNA, so to speak, in my spirit. Amen. I have a new image. I have an image of Jesus in my spirit. And dwelt by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. That's what it's saying here. And be not conformed to this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we know it's talking here about a metamorphosis. Do you see? We need a metamorphosis in here. In our spirit. It's already taken place. In here we need the image that the Word of God shows. Praise God. This mirror, what we see, we need to have the guts to take it on. 
Let me tell you, anybody that's taken on this image of the Word of God, it has radically changed their life out here. Anyone. You, want to, you, you show me any, any, any of the great heroes of faith, they all took on their identity of who they were in Christ Jesus. Every one of them. It changed their life because as you think, you become. Now, we already are it in our spirit, but we want to be living an overcoming life. But you know what? You're already an overcomer. You already have winning DNA. Amen. Praise God. So we'll be looking at a few more things along these lines and getting into who we are in Christ. Amen.